0: I'm your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360. In the words of DMC, I've stood on many stages and held many mics. I've also rocked crowds around the world on the two turntables. I'm here to share my experiences with music and education with you.
1: And it's your boy Cool Rock, AKA Cool Rock Steve from the legend of these fat boys. I got the hit albums, I got the hit movies, I got all that.
0: Welcome to 360 University. to all the people out there. I'm mean, your international homeboy the incredible DJ 360 along with my co-host. The legendary Cool Rock Ski from the legendary Fat Boys. Yes, yes y'all, the Fat Boys. And, and, and we'd like to welcome you all to 360 University. Lesson 4, we back in the place, cool. Lesson 4, back we in, in the it. building.
1: Back at it like a cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, <laughs> hey, and um, um, man, I've, I've been um, checking it out, man. We've been expanding i I saw we have a listener in um in the netherlands man uh once again we got the the same person that hit us last time and was chiming in the netherlands and it's like two or three listeners out there now man and um we're expanding we got we got so many other platforms between the lesson three and now so the listenership is spreading around man We, we we touching the pulse of the podcast universe man we we in here we getting there we getting there
1: that's what's
0: up, man. You know, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah, you know. man. Um, It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, man. WIP, <laughs> whip. Let's call it whip, man. Working prize. Hashtag man. <laughs> <laughs> whip, man. Um, shit, man. Hey, I've been, what's today? Monday the 28th, man. Sunday. Yesterday, I've been watching a lot of football, man. So. Um, right. 49ers. I, that's all I got to say, man. 49ers is my team. I'm not a bandwagon Um, 49er fan. I've been a 49er fan since. Man, since I was a little kid, man, going by Auntie's house, you know, and she got wings and, 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 you know, chips and dip watching the 49er game back in the early 80s, man. Um, right. So we won. We, we we got another win. We 7-0. We beat uh, 7-0, Carolina yeah. Panthers. 49ers look good. Man, we rolling, man. We beat the Carolina Panthers. And um, who's your team? Who you got? Who you got this season, man?
1: Oh, we had a bye this week. I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay. You know, y'all beat us in 81 to start your dynasty. <laughs> all right. The white clock over Everson Wall was oh, in the end yeah. zone. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Shout out to Joe Montana, man. My favorite quarterback of all time, man. Um, Joe, yeah. Joe Montana. <laughs> Broadway, <wait, yo. laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry, man. But uh, um, and, and Steve Young was a beast, too. But also, man, I mean, Troy Aikman was a beast, too, man. I, I know you probably go back further than um, Troy Aikman, but that that damn white yeah I uh, just
1: start back right um yeah we had some quarterbacks
0: quarterbacks man um NBA season two is in full effect you know what I mean um you know being from the bay Area I'm, I'm a warriors fan so it looks like we got some some uh some rebuilding to do you know we lost a lot of key parts you know Sean Livingston and Kevin Durant and you know um Quinn cook is gone now so we we, we but we still got the big you know we still have a big three you know and igu has gone so the NBA season this year is gonna be pretty interesting, man. It's
1: gonna be crazy. I just seen the Suns beat um the Clippers other night. Right. So it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. And the, Clippers, oh, I mean, the Suns look pretty in and, and the
0: Pelicans, man, they lost I mean, Zion's out, you know, for I think six to eight weeks with a with a knee injury, I believe, man. That's wow. crazy. He couldn't even make his NBA debut on um day, you know, opening night. So shout out to zion man hope he gets you know back to health and so he can show the world what he can do on that basketball court my only thing with zion man i seen in his game is that and it's probably evident in the fact that he has a leg a knee injury is he's heavy he's top heavy you know what i'm saying but but yeah. he's moving like a derrick yeah. rose or a young kobe bryant you know what i mean but he's like 6 280 you know he's
1: That's he's, a lot of weight for a guy like him but he looks like the kind of the kind of um he has to kind of build that would never get muscular right right like he will always just carry around just um excess body yeah. weight for some reason no matter how small he gets
0: kind of like uh uh big baby davis from the celtics you know remember him like and, right uh, yeah, right robert trailer rest in peace you know but um
1: and big yeah. Baby's a strong yeah. dude i heard he um lift shack up over his head <laughs> i
0: heard he was strong wow <laughs> yeah. wow but yeah, uh, shout out to all our students, man. Hopefully you all in your seats and you got your notepads ready and you taking notes and getting ready for this next lesson. We in lesson four. And we talk about how, you know, cause this, we have a foundation in hip hop culture you know what i'm saying and whoever doesn't understand the hip-hop culture i i I suggest you do your homework or just tune in to the 360 university podcast where you're going to hear everything we talk about comes from the perspective of hip-hop but we're going to be touching on so many different angles of life not only just um the music business or entertainment or um the best rap song out or the lyricists or whatever the best djs and all that man we're gonna be talking about lifestyle and you know, eating healthy. I'm I'm jumping in this keto, man. I'm jumping into the keto situation, man. Real heavy now, you know. Right. So I'm cutting out these carbs and and the sweets, man. And um, you know, I'm a good 248 right now. I went in and had my uh, physical, and that's maybe 25, 30 pounds heavier than I want to be. So I'm going to give it a uh, – and I might take some pictures and put them on the Instagram, and you know, and, and so let, let everybody see my transition and, you know, just kind of, you know, let the people hold me accountable, man. And um, cool, you're yeah. you in the gym, like, pretty frequently though, right? You, your health, your lifestyle is pretty on point, right? I hit the gym. I hit the gym frequently.
1: Um, when I'm not in the gym, you know, I just do some exercise. I got to keep moving. I got to – you know, I do – I do a lot of push-ups. You know? I just got addicted to push-ups for some reason. I do a lot of push-ups. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it, You know, it's the thing when you get older. Yeah. It's, it's hard to pretty much uh, take off that weight right. that you yeah. well, to take off when you were younger. You know?
0: so. Yeah, because we ain't out running like that anymore. I, mean, I, I, remember, right, remember, exactly. I remember we used to get on the basketball court, man, on Saturday mornings at like 10 and just stay there till about 4 or 5 in the afternoon man. in the evening just – Running, court, running ball on that concrete and the hot, didn't right. matter. We'd probably stop, run to the store, and get some Gatorade or something, some water, or maybe yeah. even a soda back then, and then get back on the court. So shout out to yeah. all the kids out there who are still active and not just – hunkering down in the bedroom or in the living room playing video games and just stuck in front of the TV or your device. Yeah, I like to see
1: kids just run around and have fun, man. That's just, for me that's exercise when I see that because that's what we did. Absolutely,
0: man. Absolutely. So, so this week, man, we, we looking at how, how, how our culture of hip hop has influenced so many other things from, from sports to politics, to even commercials, man. Like remember those commercials back in the days, man, where, like, <laughs> like Fred and Barney yeah. from the Flintstones is rapping about yeah. Fruity Pebbles, you know what I'm saying? Looking like Run DMC, and you right. know, had the DMC glasses with the gold chain and the you know, the Kango, and in the background, you heard yeah. some scratching.
1: Like, man, like, um, even the Pillsbury Dope Boy was <laughs> rapping that one, thing. right? You know, it was crazy when you, when you, you know, you mentioned that. I remember, um, Oprah said it on her show once. She said she knew hip hop was here to stay when she saw a and Rap. Yeah. She said once she saw that commercial, she knew it was here to stay. Cause it, it seeped into pop culture. Right. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. That's all they needed. They Once they grabbed a hold of it, um, of it, it just took off. You
0: know? Right, cause Flintstones so, was in everybody's household, man. You know, Saturday mornings right. or just, you know, in syndication and, you know, just rerunning every day or every week, whatever. I remember, man, they had this, uh, you remember, uh, all the people out there. Cool. Y'all remember reading rainbow with LeVar Burton? Oh yeah. I remember seeing run DMC on there and I'd watched reading rainbow every time it came on, just so I can see run DMC again. And they were rapping about reading. So that's why I I started, um, having a love for reading books because I saw run DMC and they made it cool.
1: Um, and they said, um, we did something similar to that. uh We did something about math. Um, A Million, A Million and Something is Fun and all this stuff like that. I'll give you a quick story about us doing that particular show. It was like a Reading Rainbow kind of show. And we were shooting some of the scenes outside in Lower Manhattan. Buff's brother, may he rest in peace, Kurt Cutter, he told me that we had to sign these waivers at the time. We had to sign these release forms on the set. And there was two men sitting, but well, two young men rather sitting on the park bench when we were shooting the the scene. Right. At. And one of the guys said, Hey brother, you need me to look over that for you. I'm a lawyer. And I told him, I looked and him, I said, no, nah, I'm good. I said, It's just a way we to just say I'm um, you know, I'm being I'm participating in this at my own will or whatever. because um, our manager told us to sign it. So it was like it was good. Buff Brother told me later on down the road, I think it was like 2007, 2008, that the guy I turned to and said, I'm good with the contract I was signing or the waiver I was signing was Barack Obama. He said he would never forget that guy's face. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and what I, th- I thought about it, I said, you know what? You're probably right, but he said he was a hundred percent sure that it was Barack Obama that asked that question because Barack Obama was studying law at that time. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it made sense, his, but he he was a hundred percent sure that that was Barack Obama and, that asked me that question.
0: And his voice was probably the same, you know, give or take a few, you know, right. Visibles. Exactly. So you, so you can't forget a Barack Obama's uh, voice, you know what I mean? And and his and right. his face is pretty distinct too, you know. Right, exactly. Back then, he was probably still Barry. <laughs> you know, they call him Barry. <laughs> but, but that's dope. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and um, speaking of how uh, hip hop has influenced um, politics, man, look at, and we'll get back to how you know the commercials and everything because Cardi B and Lil Jon are now, and I seen you know futures in a commercial now for H- Still yeah, Hub. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. But, yeah. he, but we you know, off the air we were just talking two chains is he commercial. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um Expensify, I think he's, you know, shout out to Two Chains for, you know, riding the drop top and then to hear the guy that walked up to the window, he had to roll the window down, but the top was down. He couldn't hear him, I guess. You know what I'm saying? We still rolled the window right. down. But but politics, man, is is definitely something I think, like we were just talking about, man, um, influenced by hip hop. Like like Puff, you know what I'm saying, with the with the vote or die situation. I think I right. think at that time, you know, a lot of us uh, in certain age groups opened our eyes and ears to, you know, what I'm saying politics and, and the, the Democratic, the, the Republican, the independents, the this, the that. Right. And, and, and we were able to tune in. And, and, you know, around 2008, when on the cusp of, of having the first African-American president, of course, I think at that time, you know, a lot of people, even Jay-Z, who had some influence in Tyler Perry, um, yeah. you know, just getting people aware of it of that you yeah
1: know? yeah everybody wanted to be a part of history at that particular time when barack obama was running for president and we just saw that he can do this um i'm going to be 100 honest i always knew there would be a black president you know what um, made you so sure? say i never thought this what made you so sure because as i got older i started seeing like the from, from the first to the time it came up to the 39th to the 40th, I'm like, you know what? It's going to have to come soon because all the strides that we made, the strides that we made, my my the strides that we made in this country, and all the hardship that we had, we're going to have a point in time where we're going to have something that we can call pretty much our own. And He's the president of the United States, of course. And we're going to have something we can call pretty much our own. Right. Um, and we've been denied so many times as people in this country so i knew at one point something's going to come around in a big major way for yeah, us it was you understand was, what i'm saying and i knew yeah. Yeah, it was bound to happen yeah. it was it was definitely bound to happen but, but you know what so when it happened uh-huh. you know yeah. you know I, I i know i got up early in the morning <laughs> and you know i was just so freaking amped up just to just to vote that day right. just say man I'm, I'm being a part of history right
0: you know? right so, Um, my thinking is well. If if anybody talks to their you know anybody I guess our age you know in their forties and above a little bit you know and you still have access to your grandparents I'm almost willing to bet if you talk to your grandparents right now they are they'll probably say I never thought it would happen because my grandmother my grandmothers were born in the twenties and that you know coming off the Great Depression and you know, sharecropping and um, right. great grandparents were probably enslaved and, you know, coming off the civil war going into, you know, in, a, in about 10 or 15 years, world war two was like, it didn't look like there was going to be any chances for African Americans, you know what I'm saying? But um, hopefully the ones that were blessed to still be alive at, in 2008 when um, president Obama was elected, you know, got, a, got right. a chance to see that. And my grandmother who's still alive now, she's 92 and she loves baseball. She's from Houston, Texas. She loves the Houston Astros, and um, she loves Barack Obama. Man, she has so many little pictures, and um, you know how you know how your grandparents had that china set uh, that right. you can't that you can't touch behind the glass. She has you know this this these these plates with. They look like China, but they have Barack Obama's face on it, the seal of the United States. It's just amazing how Right. You know, so that's dope, man. It, well he was appealing. Yeah. He was
1: definitely appealing to, to every race. You know, he was definitely appealing. He had a he had a really calm demeanor. He had a really good speaking voice. He was very articulate. He was very and it's not because he's black, I'm just saying he was that's just, just the way he yeah, was. Exactly. You know? He was very poised, very you know, he was everything you wanted in a president. Right. You know. Right. I mean, in history. But at the end of the day, you can't please everybody you can't, in this world or in this country. Right, so, but, you know. but, you know,
0: <laughs> but you know what? To be, to piggyback off what you just said, even the people that dislike the fact that we had a black president or you didn't agree with what he his agenda or whatnot, even black folks, you know, he's still your president. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> Shout out to JT, right. the bigger fan. Exactly. He's still your president. And a lot of people was like, you know, I wish Barack Obama would just. Barack um Barack Obama would just, you know, let the let the n-word come out for a second. Not not right. say the n-word but let the nigga come out and just be mad at people right. and, but then, you know, how many people really like the angry black man, you know what I'm saying, especially right. in the White House. So, I think he did what he had to do. He couldn't necessarily put African Americans on his agenda and say this is what I'm gonna do for black America because he's the president of all the people in the United States and you know this country is so diverse. Well actually no president could do exactly. that. No exactly. Exactly but would
1: would do that because he would be ostracized exactly. or even just demeaned in in in, in um uh, by the media. But at the same so, token I mean, though, look at what's happening you know. what's happening now. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? With this president it's like the agenda for one section of American um uh melanin or Culture right. is being bigged up, you know. what I'm saying, if you will, right. And, and walking on it,
1: a... I think what they claim as theirs, You understand what I'm saying? I think what um, a certain demographic is claiming this. You understand yeah. now? And if one thing, if you got a Napoleon to say, I am that. That would be something totally different than we'd be in a world of trouble for four more years. But if somebody claims something and we're looking at it like, oh, that's what they're claiming, and we start believing that, you understand what I'm saying? So, um, whatever you're going to claim is what you're going to claim. I'm never going to claim anything except something I believe in.
0: Right, you know right, what I mean? right, exactly.
1: So, if, if, if that's what they claim, and they're going to put it out there. This is, which is, this is our president because he claims this. When the two I hear him claim that, yeah, I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at him this thing I look at any other president. Right, 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 right. So. right. And
0: speaking of um, um, our president right now, Donald Trump, hip hop has always been from, for years, when it comes to comparing, you know, how much money you getting in hip hop or on the streets, people always say I'm getting right. money like Trump or throw Trump in there. Right. So, in a way, you know, what I'm saying his 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 uh platform or who he is today, you know, has been he's been lingering around hip hop for years. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, you, I said a lot a rhyme like that back on our last album that like the group we did together. The on and on. Album. You remember that? You remember the we song called Lies? Yeah, I said, boy, I got money like Donald Trump. You're right. You're batting over one hundred, homeboy. You're a strong. So yeah, I, I even put those rhymes in the back yeah. there. you know. Um, at this time, he was this um, real estate mogul, right, right, and he was um, a billionaire at that time. He, I think, it was worth like one point two billion dollars, which right now if you couldn't get on the Forbes list with one point <laughs> two billion dollars. So, um, exactly. That was big. That back then, right. You know? But um, you even go back to ninety two um, when President Clinton, um, well, former President Clinton, was running for um for office. And when he went on Arsenio, and he went on MTV, so he pretty much bridged bridged the gap with the MTV audience, right. the black right. audience, and the hip-hop audience. Right. So all three together pretty much got into the White House. Right. Yeah. And they even
0: said, you know, I heard a comedian, I think it was Paul Mooney, even said, you know, he alluded to Bill Clinton being the first black president. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. He plays a saxophone. Sound like a brother to me wears a size 13 right, right, right. shoe and white women love them sound like a brother to me <laughs> oh man so but yeah man I mean not only just politics but going back to like everything else man I you know um for my wife's birthday a couple of weeks ago man I went into um party city right I went into right. sorry about you know naming this store but it is what it is went into party city man and I'm looking for some some you know Place mats and forks and stuff as a, you know in a, as a certain color, so I can kind of set this table up for her when she got home. And uh, I'm walking down the aisle and I look and I see like this hip hop starter kit like costume for parties, and it had like the bucket hat with with this plastic gold chain and. The, the DMC glasses look like gazelles. You know what I'm saying? There,
1: there's one outfit where they have the gold jacket and a gold hat, a baseball cap with the gold, like um, studded diamond, I mean studded um, gold, whatever's yeah. on them, like 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 rhinestones, um, kind of. Yeah, about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah like rhinestones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking,
0: man. Somebody, it, it kind of reminds me of like how how college athletes, you know, jerseys are all over the place and they're selling out. And then they don't get no right. money. You know what I'm saying? Like hip hop, whoever like portrayed that particular image, like the LLs and the DMCs and the MC Shans, even, you know what I'm saying? With, right. They, I think they need to be compensated in some way. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my opinion.
1: Well, you, you're talking about the B-Boy stance kind of thing exactly. and the whole can exactly. go on. Exactly. Well, you would have to go back to like 1978, 79, because that's where it really started. Okay, right. Um, so all those, all those guys that you just named, they got that whole B-Boy stance from, um, I seen that coming up when I was a kid. Cat would be on the street corner standing like that, with their cangles to the side and right. standing like in b B-Boy stance. Right,
0: like like know? the Public Enemy um, logo, you know what I'm saying, Inside the right. B-Boy and the Target, you know what I mean?
1: Um, right. What happened was they made it, um, they made it worldwide what happened with them when, when L.L. came along and, and DMC, the way he stood on stage and... You know, MC Shan and those guys—they made that stance worldwide. So you had even nationwide. You didn't have people. We we were, we first went on tour. There was nobody standing like that until after we left tour, and everybody started doing that stance and standing like that and walking kangles. Right. And you know, so and wearing the Adidas and all that kind of stuff. So. Wow. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to patent that because it came from.
0: Like I said, 78 77 79 Okay. Episodes. Okay. Wow, man. And those are called b boys. Yeah, exactly. B boys. Yeah, yeah. b boys. <laughs> yeah, the break boys. You know, they come out on the right. Um, being that we talking about the word commercial, in my mind, when we talk about commercials, of course, you see commercials in between TV shows, or you know, you got the best. The quote unquote best commercials when it's time for the Super Bowl and the NBA finals and stuff like that. But then when you talk about commercial music or or music that has like a worldwide appeal and and it's like crossover and everything, I think I want to go into a song that I think is one of the top three commercial crossover pop hits that come from the commercial I mean, excuse me, come from the hip hop culture and it happens to be a song called Wipeout. Um, This song to me was amazing. When I was, uh, I would say I was about 12 when it came out and I'm 41 now and I still love that song because of the energy, because of the collaboration. Um, You guys collaborated with the Beach Boys, man, and brought them into the houses of hip hop culture. Um, Yeah. So I wanna go into that song. But can't, before we go into it, and then after the song, I want to, you know, if you can kind of talk about the 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 creative energy or the, you know, how that came about. But before we go into it, man, can you kind of let people know that you're, you know, bust a piece, just a, give us a little smidgen of your verse from Wipeout, man. Just put your stamp on this so we can like... Go into it. Spit a piece of your verse. Do I know
1: the lyrics to still to that song? <laughs> I don't I, I know the lyrics to that. Song. I haven't performed that song since the '80s. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're in 2020, damn it. <laughs> Oh, man, for three years straight, we toured the nation. When we got through, we needed a vacation. I think that's all I know. I think that's, <laughs> that's it. That's authentic. I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. And we going into it right now. The legendary Cool Rock Ski is on the line with us, man. We are, we, we, we are the 360 University Podcast. I'm your international homeboy, the incredible DJ 360, and my co-host is...
1: Cool to the rock to the skin. we're
0: gonna go into one of the songs from Cool Rock's catalog, man, from the discography of the Fat Boys, man. We going into it right now. Wipeout, one of the the top, I I would say it was, you know, it probably was one of the top grossing uh, hip hop songs, made, you know, one of the top amounts of money in the whole, you know, culture as well. So let's talk about that when we get back from it. But right here, we got the Fat Boys with Wipeout. We'll be right back, 360 University. (laughs) <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So so, how did that? <laughs> man, that was an amazing song, man. I still love that song to this day. It had kind of like a, I don't know, it was different for New York at the time, I think, because other than like Planet Rock, and then um, right, a little right. a little later, I think um, cool, cool G Rap and DJ Polo had um, Cars, I believe, and it had like a Miami bass kind of beat. Um, yeah, but but how did that come about? Like what what? How did that collaboration with the legendary um, rock and roll icon, Beach Boys, how did that come about with, with
1: bridging that gap with hip hop
0: and um, um, rock
1: and roll? Wipeout Out happened because the Beach Boys made an appearance, um, a cameo appearance in our movie Disorderlies. They were at the end of the movie. Okay. We pointed out and said, oh wow, there's the Beach Boys. So um, on the heels of Walk This Way being um, a huge commercial success, our manager had, you know, he was like, you know, what we can do song with the Beach Boys. Are you guys interested? At this point in time, we 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 didn't know who the hell the Beach Boys were. Right. You know, um, I had to call my mother and ask her that she had the hands of a group called the Beach Boys, and she said, yeah, um, she said they were this, this rock and roll group and they they sing these kind of songs. She sang some some, some of the songs to me. I said, oh, they made that song because I never knew who made those kind of songs. I thought the Beach Boys were a group that made songs on a beach. Like they just sat on the beach all day and made songs. It's not naive I was to, to act like that. So, right, um, right. so we went inside the studio we got back, we, we, fin- we finished shooting the movie, We went back to New York and we shot, I mean, we, they did their part in California. Right. And we did our part in New York and, you know, they threw the vocals together and, um, uh, we did the video in New York. Um, so, it, it was a, a huge success. It was on the Crushing album. My fifth fifth studio album. I think it was. The Crushing was the fifth studio or the fourth. I think it was the fourth studio album. Okay. And it was a big success. And um, we did a couple of shows with them on, on their tour. And um, it just kind of bridged that gap. Because the thing that was crazy about Wife Out was that we went back out on the second length of our Wife uh, Out tour. Um you're talking about maybe 95%, 96% black. When Wipeout became a success, we went back out in the second length of the tour. Now the crowd is like 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, because of the success of Wipeout. Right, right. So, um, yeah, we we was reaching homes that, you know, we would have never reached with um, just our... Uh, our brand of hip-hop that we were doing. So what was so, it? Um, what,
0: how many, what, how, many um, how much did it sell? Like, what was the the number on that? Even, you know, from a single and then how did it help the album or what did it do for the oh, album? Oh, the album,
1: it propelled the album. Um, it propelled the album big time. We was coming off of leaving um, our previous record label, Sutra, Sutra Records. We did our last album for Sutra, which was Big and Beautiful. And at this time, people was pretty much writing us off. And crushing was an album when we went back inside the studio. We didn't have Curtis Blow anymore. Went back inside the studio, and we just pretty much just um, we just crammed in the studio all day, all day and night, just came with different kind of ideas. And we had wipe out. We did wipe out last for the album, so we okay. put wipe out on there. The, the you know the the record company executives they heard the the, the song and. They were like, we're gonna put out Fallen in Love" first, which was one of my favorite songs we ever made. "Fallin' in okay. Love," okay, and we are gonna do "Wipeout" second, and "Wipeout" came out, and that album just shot, it just shot up. I think the album panned out, and which was our most successful album up until "Crushing" album. We were selling like maybe average each album, maybe eight seventy-five to 940000 940, copies, which is good for each album, it, it, first three albums to um almost and static
0: right wow so you got walls with plaques on them man that's amazing that is amazing that's one thing that i've always dreamed man like i made a space on my wall so it w- if i do something i want to put a plaque right here like how does it feel to get a plaque like a Dude, gold or, seams, you know how does it feel to get that plaque man like gold or it
1: platinum? was cool to get that plaque and that gold plaque is one thing because after our first three albums, we kind of expected, like, oh, yeah, we went gold again. Yeah, yeah, we'll be gold again. Yes. And we, t- we, we looked, we took advantage of that. We we're like, we yeah, we went gold again. Who cares? You know, we, yeah. we know we gonna sell gold. We could do that easy. Right. But once you see that platinum flat, it's like, yo, <laughs> we actually, you know, we actually sold this much money. It's like two million people actually love us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you start thinking on like that. Right, right. Wow. So uh, But here's the thing about Wipeout. I wrote Wipeout, which is pretty much an easy song to write. I wrote Wipeout. But when I wrote Wipeout and we did the song, and I'm looking at how it's selling, how the how the song is a is a success, I'm thinking this big royalty check.
0: Right. That was gonna be my next question. Like all the sales did it did it equate to fat pockets?
1: No. Um once I got pulled into the office. And I sat down with my manager, my road manager at the time, and they said, "You get no credit off this song because you're doing a remake. All you're doing is adding raps to a song that's already out." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "The Safaris. The song is not even Beach Boys' song. It's the it's a group called the Safaris." Okay. So okay. the Beach Boys did the song over. We did oh, the song okay. over with the Beach Boys, so nobody gets paid. I was like, what? You know what I'm so no
0: so no writing mechanical no no points, No writers,
1: yeah, none of that wow. stuff. Not even at advance. You know
0: what I'm saying? I'm like, man, you know. So so so, um, so the only money that y'all would get from that was on the road and in, in shows.
1: Right, performing the song. Wow. Now if we would have did the song without the safari's um okay, we would have got the pants suit off. Right. So,
0: right. Um, Wow. And then yeah. and then um I think not long the twist comes and it's like okay can you follow up with the commercial success of Wipeout with the twist with Chubby Checker. And I think we talked about it before but let's put it on the air man like how did you feel about the twist and how successful was it in comparison and we and everybody we with this the 360 University podcast and we're talking about how um hip-hop has commercially influenced pretty much everything from politics to sports to education to you know to rock and roll to rock and roll and and, yeah. and we're in a conversation right now just kind of you know talking about how you know certain commercial commercial uh pop hits and crossover songs have you know um occurred and our our co-hosts you know what i'm saying our, our our um our legend on the line though, our, you know, our uh, our university professor, Cool Rock Ski, happens to be one of the people that was involved in one of the most successful songs in hip hop history. You know, um, right. Wipeout. So we're anybody that's just turning on, or or you know, you might have had to put the phone down on your device and go wash some dishes, and or go do whatever you had to do, and now you're coming back and you're picking up right where we are. That's what we're talking about, like commercial um, commercials, literally commercials. We're gonna get back on that in just a second, but we're just having a conversation about Wipeout. And right. and and then following that up with 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 the twist, man. Talk about that real quick, man. Like, how did how did the group, the fa- how did you and um Marky e. D and Buff feel about the twist and and following up and you know, kind of coming off the heels of the success of Wipeout?
1: Well, we were pretty much done with white with um those kind of songs after Wipeout. We were like, all right, that's it. Okay, cool. We're we're done with it. Then we were hit with the wipeout, I mean with the twist song a chubby checker um yes yeah, an honor to work with such an icon a rock and roll icon like a chubby checker um but we're, we're a rap a rap group we're a rap act we're a hip-hop act we're, we're not uh, um a cover band you understand what i'm saying right um, right so we were done with the whole after wipeout we were pretty much like yo we're gonna ask the the um you know, record label, and management, is this it? Because we're not doing this whole thing again. And they were like, whoa, I think you guys should do The Twist. It'll be a big hit for you. So um, um yeah, we write The Twist. I wrote The Twist again. I wrote that song, too. And so probably, you, I couldn't when, get paid for that. When you, know, you
0: say so. you wrote the song, you mean not only your verse, but you wrote every verse in the hook? Is that where we're coming from? Like, you wrote the I song. think at this point, yeah, because
1: Mark wanted nothing to do with the song, period. So I said, you know what, I'll just write this song real quick. Because, yeah, remember, these songs are so easy to, to write for because it's like, it's a topic. What's the topic? Okay, you're at a party and this and that. Okay, right. boom, that's easy. Um, so I wrote that within, like, maybe two to three minutes because it's so simple to write for. <laughs> right. And we go inside the studio and do the song. And this is not even a knock on Chubby Checker. My mother was a huge, huge fan of Chubby Checker. You mm-hmm. understand? So, um she was ecstatic when we were doing the song with Chubby Checker. We weren't ecstatic about doing a song with Chubby Checker, which is crazy because as I think, as I talk about this now, um, Biz Marky and Dougie Fresh, they told me and Mark, we gotta be the most biggest idiots in the world because they would have loved to do those kind of songs. They were like, yo, y'all was on a a, a so-called unsung, talking about y'all didn't wanna do these songs. We were like, yo, please keep doing these songs because it's only going to propel hip-hop bigger and bigger, you know, make hip-hop bigger and bigger, which is going to get them more money. You understand what I'm saying per show? So they loved The Walk This Way. They loved The uh, the Wipeout and The Twist because it was making hip-hop bigger and bigger. We didn't want to do it because we were so set in our ways and just wanting to do what we wanted to do. You understand what I'm saying? Right, and, right. Um, and a lot of things we thought we were being pushed into doing like either you do this or not or this is going to happen that kind of
0: um yeah that kind of
1: attitude that's
0: the unfortunate thing man about being signed to a label and having um advisors and management and all the people that come with the record label like you are the artist you guys got to be out in front of these people performing you got to you know meet and greet sign autographs and get in there and record you guys are doing the work but then it's like Somebody's always yeah. telling the artist to, that you can and can't do this. And if you don't, this is going to happen. That, and I think that's, that's kind of messed up because um, it, it, it it interferes with the creative process. It interferes with the camaraderie between right. the group members and stuff like that, man. So,
1: And that's the thing. See, the thing is, is that a lot of these cats come across with this whole cheese and thugged out and gangster attitude. But at the end of the day, somebody's telling you what to do. Right. This is what you're <laughs> gonna put out. So even if you want to go to the route of being conscious, and and, and talk about something conscious. Right. Without cursing and using the N word, somebody's gonna be like, "We ain't putting that crap out. Do what you're used to doing. You right. Know? Talk about killing 50 people and then murdering everybody and selling drugs. This is what you, this is what we paid you for. You know what right. I'm exactly. This is why we signed you. Exactly. So um, man. Yeah, you can talk. Everybody talks that tough stuff, but um. Yeah, is, that pen is mightier than this war. Wow. That pen size checks. You know what I mean? Wow. But um. So with that. Be yeah, a- it, it was what it was. Wipe out what I mean. The twist was a huge song. Matter of fact, we performed the twist with Chubby Checker at um, the rally for Nelson Mandela. Us and and Pepper um, performed at that show at Wembley Stadium in London, and they invited us over to perform this to, to perform at the Wembley Stadium with uh an array of, of the biggest um, acts in the world. You know, Peter Gabriel was there, Chaka Khan, you know, you name it, they Stevie Wonder. You name it, they were there that day. And so to represent hip-hop, which is crazy, you know, um, because hip-hop was getting bigger and bigger, so to represent hip-hop, they invited us and Salt and Pepper, and we performed a twist in front of 80,000 people with Chubby Checker.
0: Wow, so, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... I... I could see, you know, there being some type of gratification. You know what I mean? Like at the end of it, you know, you might be getting um, a nice, you know, payment when you're on the road, when you're doing a show like that, even though it's a song that you probably really didn't care for. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but with that being said, man, I want to go into another um, commercially successful hit that happened within the the more recent days. It's Pharrell, um, Happy. You know what I'm saying? That's a right. song. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. song is ever going to die. You know what I'm saying? Barbecues and when I DJ different parties around Atlanta and overseas, yeah. man, I play that song. It gets the dance floor, floor packed and people start feeling happy and, you know, just.
1: It's yeah. a very catchy song. Very catchy. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it took Pharrell to a place where he's never, ever been before. Would have gotten with his production. Right. Um, and I don't think he ever came back. <laughs> he never came back. never came back down from the stratosphere. Right. Had.
0: And and that's good for the culture, you know, pushing it forward. That's what it's all about, you know. Right. And, um, exactly. You know, so that was that was dope. So we're going to go into it right now, right here on our 360 University podcast. Um, happy, for real. I hope everybody's happy out there. It's a new week. And you're listening to the 360 University podcast with me and Cool Rock. And we're getting busy. And this is lesson four. And we're talking about how commercially – um appealing hip-hop is and it's it's you know it's in politics it's it's in sports it's in everything so and we're gonna come back and talk about some of those literally some of the commercials that we see hip-hop in you know what i'm saying And, and and um you know some of the your favorite artists that are you know being sponsored or they're actually endorsed by these different um things these companies so let's go into it right now pharrell happy um, I think the song came out what 2014, around there, fourteen, fifteen. Um they show, yeah for a movie, I think. Yeah, I think yeah exactly. Um, Despicable Me, I think one of those. I think, but anyway, here it is for real. Happy right here on a 360 University podcast. We'll be right back. Yo, I'm happy for sure, man. We back.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm happy
0: for sure. I'm happy for sure. (laughs) Hey, everybody out there who's listening, we are all over the podcast stratosphere, um, all over the the internet. If anybody wants to come through and um, let us know how you feel about the show, we're actually going to be, next next episode, we're going to be shouting out to some of the people who have um, tapped in with us through email or through direct message on Instagram or Facebook, and you know, tapped in with us on Twitter. And or, we need y'all to subscribe. We need subscribe. y'all to man, yes. <laughs> you don't, don't, subscribe. Yes. Don't just listen. Hit that bell so that every time we get a new show going, you can get it to your, your, your device. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so email us at 360upod at gmail.com. Once again, that's 360upod at gmail.com. And we're all over the internet. You can check us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 360 University One. Don't forget that one at the end of university. No crazy spelling, we're, we're a university, so we gotta make sure that our grammar's correct, you know what I mean? So it's 360-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y in the digit one. That's all over the place. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Um, by the end of November, we should be on YouTube, and we'll have Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google. So, man, we moving cool. Yeah, we need some man. We we need some of these people to, you know, endorse us. You know, like we see. Yeah. man, I just saw a commercial. Lil Jon is in. <laughs> he's in the. He was in the, the Pepsi commercial with with Cardi B, right? First, right. And then I saw one recently where he's in the. Um, the jimmy John sandwiches i don't know if you've seen like that little john yeah the yeah so <laughs> what, what 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 uh commercials do you have you seen lately man that has like some of our our um our hip-hop culture participants man
1: oh yeah i've seen future in, in the commercial um oh, what's the yeah. guy in black and yellow what's his name um, again? wiz where's khalifa Wiz khalifa i seen him in a commercial seen um two chains and a few commercials oh yeah, yeah um yeah. I can't tell two chains for Lil John sometimes. They kind of look alike. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Call them two John, chains. two John, and <laughs> two John. Little, right? little,
0: little chains, <laughs>
1: right? I've seen um, one of the Migos and 21 Savage in a commercial with Rick, with big Flair. They did a com- they did a video together. They're in a WWE commercial together as well. Wow. Um, yeah, you know it, it's just um hip hop the culture has been tapped into as the the go-to culture when you want to sell a product or when you want to get the audience in right because it's, it's it's just that it's just that powerful it's just a conglomerate right
0: now exactly you know how we were just talking about how like our grandparents probably never would have thought that there would have been a you know a black president even right. white folks who don't have a problem with african americans they probably you know Probably never thought about the fact that there would be a president other than a Caucasian. Not being that, not saying that they're racist or anything, but I mean, you talk about how long America has been America with presidents all the way back to George Washington, and then you got you know up to Lincoln, and that's number 16, and then you got Eisenhower, and you know, and Kennedy, and Carter, and Reagan. You never would have thought, whether you're white, black, Indian, or whatever, that there would be a black president. But now I want to talk. I want to ask you. Um, being a forefather in hip hop and your colleagues at the time run DMC, Houdini and Eric B and Rakim and them who came after you, like, did you all ever think that hip hop would be where it is? Like, or, or, or or was it like, okay, we doing this for the moment. And then as it kind of progressed and got more popular, you all just started doing other things or did you all say, you know, hip hop is going to be around. There might be some commercials where you might see some of us in commercials later on maybe 30 years down the road or you know like 50 cent and cameron and and and, you know the reebok situation they got shoes and master p has shoes you know um right did you all ever think that it would get to this point like to where it's like a global phenomenon
1: yeah you can see it coming you know Um, even when we first started out um we won the rap and dance contest and we went overseas to places like Germany and Switzerland, they were into hip hop almost more than, than, than America. Damn near more than America. They were into it. Right. Like the clubs and everything. They would, they were, they were into hip hop. And, you know, once we got some success, a taste of success with our albums and, and our tours and being in movies, you know, who would have thought they would have let a rapper, a rap group or a rapper itself, um, star in their own movie. That's unheard of in right, hip-hop. Right, right. You know, back in 79, when the Sugar Hill Gang first broke, that, um, you know, just broke into it like that. You know, you didn't think you was going to see no rappers starring in their own movies. Um, <laughs> right. You have a lot of, you know, this is no knock against actors. You have a lot of actors who never starred in their own movies, but we starred in our own movies. So, um, yeah, hip-hop was definitely <laughs> taking off and there was oh, no man. stopping it. Man, you know, Um once you start seeing um the whole evolution of the rhyme too with, with Rock and you know and Cool G Rap and Big Daddy Kane and the cats who came after them, you know, you know, even K L S one and you know, everybody's just doing it just totally different from the next person and right. the next the next um group and the next um the second generation, the third generation, the fourth generation, just elevating the rap style, elevating the lyrics. Right. So right. yeah, it, it was, it was, it, it, it was becoming a conglomerate. It was wow. becoming a machine that couldn't be stopped. Right. Right.
0: Know? And, and I it became
1: I the number one cell of music throughout the world at one point. So, yeah. yeah and I don't think stopping.
0: it has any. I don't think it's gonna. I don't see any breaks being applied from this day forward. Hip hop is just gonna continuously. The only, the only thing I see that has happened that kind of slowed down. Um, in hip hop was, you know, how you had Sam Goody and um, Musicland and Tower Records, right. you know, places, large chain stores that that had the rap or the hip hop section, where you can actually go buy records or CDs right. and right. tapes. You know, it's right. it's just changed with the times. Now you go to, um, you know, online streaming or YouTube or something like that, and Apple Music and shout out to Jay Z with title. You know, being able right. to go on and have. Now make- I
1: wish it would have stayed. Right. In that particular mode. Me moment, too. Me too. As far as CDs um and, and, and vinyl. Because right. that's what hip hop is made up of is vinyl, DJ scratching the vinyl and rappers rapping over the, the break piece You know, I oh, wish it was I wish places like San Goody and Tower Records would have stayed because they, they, they gave us an outlet to go into and just keep the culture real. You know what I mean? Like right. um,
0: Yeah, I I like I remember going to the mall, buying the records and um, at the time, it was CDs, and I, I started buying vinyl a little later. But you know, just being right. able to go to the store and crack open the CD and read the credits—yeah, you know I'm saying, read yeah. who produced. I miss what. those
1: days of seeing people lined up down the blocks to yeah. buy the latest hip hop album that's coming out. Last exactly, last you probably saw that was probably when Snoop came Snoop, out. Snoop,
0: I was just about to say you that, know. man. I remember sitting in class. I was in 10th grade. Nobody was worried about what the... T- I was in driver's ed class, man. We was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on. We were looking at the watch, like, when are we going to be able to get out of here so we can get down to the mall, which was about less than a mile away. So we ran to the mall when school was out to get that Snoop CD, man. And, right. Um, it, that was my first experience actually purchasing a CD that was super highly anticipated like that. Right. Um, I didn't see that again later until maybe I think when, when Eminem and 50 Cent dropped, you know what I'm saying? Years right. later. But,
1: but but I think to this day, know. Snoop is probably the most anticipated album, hip hop right. album to ever be released. Exactly. To this day. To this day. You
0: know. Yeah. And, and you look at the album cover, Joe Cool did the artwork and, um, you know, reading, you know, who produced this and that. But I knew Snoop was going to be a phenomenon when I first heard Deep Cover and I saw that video, and Snoop right. was so smooth, I was like, this dude's going to be something. You know, at the yeah. time, I didn't say that, but I was like, yo, who is this guy? He's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. creep with me as I crawl through the hood. You know what I'm saying? That was just a dope intro to his career right there. Yeah. That I mean, he
1: knows, he knows the culture, like the back of his head. Exactly. That's what I like about him. He exactly. knows where it originated from, you know, the origins. He knows right. He can he, he knows about more of the stuff than I do. Right. Yeah, so Snoop Snoop is definitely a um a trendsetter. He's definitely done his thing in this hip hop yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. And and on his albums, time from time to time, maybe every other album or so, he'll throw a song on there that's a remake of a classic hip hop yeah. song. Yeah. You know, Lottie Dottie. He did Big Mouth by Houdini on, on um on his uh which album was it? never left i think the one where he has an album cover where he's like his his younger self is on the album cover right he did a song right. called big mouth and it was dope you know and but but yeah shout out to Snoop man um but 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 man as we as we wrap this up i want to i want to just uh shout out to the culture of hip hop and you know let all the forefathers who might be listening to our show and and especially to um my co-host man cool rock man i want to say thank you man cuz if it wasn't for y'all doing what you did we wouldn't even be having this conversation um i mean i remember seeing disorderly we, we just alluded to the fact that the disorderly Disorderlies was the movie that was like starring in your own i mean i, I want to ask you a question about that real quick there was something i always wondered about the scene when y'all are running through the mansion and um you guys had this i forgot what it was but you, this this whatever it was that was super sticky and uh, the door handle came off, and then you were running through the mansion when you guys were running in and out the doors and had the, you had a rug, like a little mat stuck to your foot. Was that in the script or did that happen like throughout the just- No, that was something
1: they tied, they put a, I think they put a, a hole in the sole of the sneaker. And they tied something on the rug. It made it look like everything we, we touched was sticking to us. <laughs> okay. you know, so wow. It was just um, let me just allude, let me just um put something else in there as far as people making movies, hip hop artists. Uhhuh. You know, you, 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 first it was us in one DMC with the walk with the um Tough to, tougher than leather. leather um then you gotta throw in um Kidding Play with house Party. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um with his six degrees of separation um yeah. will smith yeah oh man queen latifah doing her thing you know right, even right. eminem and, and and 50 cent doing their thing in movies i saw a movie with 50 cent called um thieves what was it dead of thieves okay i think it's what it's called okay yeah really good. I think mean, ice cube son is in that movie as well really really good movie and 50 cents a really Man, you remember? So, um, you remember the
0: movie Fifty did, where he lost all that? Was it Things Fall Apart? I think where he yeah, playing yeah, played play.
1: football player. Yeah, man, you,
0: that yeah. just that's a testament to Fifty Cent's dedication to his craft. He literally, he said he had he he was on a water diet for for weeks, and he lost all that weight to play that part. I think yeah, was, I think he dropped
1: down to one sixty something like
0: that. Wow, that's dedication, yeah. man. And then he dedication. gained it back. It's like you know, man. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so many movies out there. Crush Groove, you, you know, you guys were in that movie too. Um, loosely based around Russell Simmons um, and Run-D.M.C., but you guys had a huge part in that as well. Um, right. my, one of my favorite movies was Wild Style for sure, man. And, Wild Style, oh, Wild, man, style yeah. man, you know. Wild Style, and you uh, know, and Beach Street and
1: Juice and Street, you yeah. know,
0: Minister Society was like yeah, something that
1: was T-pop breaking into movies, yeah. DMX breaking into exactly. movies. I exactly, mean, Cameron and and um, you yeah, know, paid in and you know. four yeah. yeah, yeah, the really list goes, goes on, and on. Missing that, yeah,
0: E yeah. forty yeah. and and um, his brother D shot have a string of movies too, like Three Strikes and Um Obstacles and um. You know, kind of like the underground movies that, that don't get released right. m- uh, mainstream, but um, they three have... This is funny. Yeah, funny Three well, Michael Hooks, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, that's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, man. So, But yeah, this is what it's about, man. When you, when you get to the 360 University podcast, you get it all, man. We're talking about commercials. We're talking about politics. We're talking about movies, personal life experiences. We talked a little bit about... Um, health and fitness so man we just all we, we all over the place but we stuck to the culture you know what i'm saying that's our foundation and this is right. it man this is 360 university with 360 and cool rock lesson four is in the bag big bro what you think the
1: bag chasing that bag, chasing that bag. Four is bag. <laughs> yeah.
0: and i think the people out there man i think they're ready for a special guest so we got some interviews lined up and we'll have that for you and um hopefully uh we'll have some good responses to our um, to this episode and, um, I, I'll bring up some of the, um, res- some of the feedback that we got from the people, um, for the next episode when we do lesson five. Um, okay. and we'll talk about, you know, we'll bring up some of the stuff that people have been saying and, and, and some of the places where people are listening from places in the United States and outside the United right. States, out there in Europe in the Netherlands and in, in the UAE and the Middle East, man, we, we getting there. We, 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 we stretching out to uh, Asia as well. So, you know, the numbers are oh. small right now, but we climbing. How many people have ever woke up, walked up or down the stairs in one step or got to the top of your staircase by just closing your eyes and, and wishing you were at the top of the stairs and you open your eyes and you're magically at the top? That doesn't happen. So we're right. taking it step by step and we're going to get I there. I love the
1: slow progress, though. Yeah. slow progress means hard work. Hard work, man. You understand? Yep, and that's real. there's always a rainbow at the end of everything with hard work. That's right. Trust me on that. <laughs> wow,
0: we're going to end it with that right there. There's, there's a rainbow at the end of hard work. And you heard it first right here by Kurok cool Ski, our legendary professor at the 360 University. And with that being said, we're going to go out to another commercially successful uh, super, super hit and help this artist sell over 10 million copies Ooh. of his album, You Can't Touch This, by the buried, by man, Oakland's own the Bay Area legend, MC Hammer. We're going to leave you with that. We're going to close out with You Can't Touch This. And I've had an opportunity to be on the road with MC Hammer, man, and um, be on the, be on, uh, on the, perform on the same stage that he performs on. He still got it. I cannot front.
1: Hammer's like a performer. Hammer Tell is, you, he, you know? it's
0: in his blood, man. He still has about, yeah. I would say, about 40 people dancing with him. They're all choreographed well. He's a great right. leader out there, and he's very humble. Took pictures with my wife and, my kids and you know he's just a real down to earth cat and he doesn't you know i won't say he doesn't have to be but he is and that's what it is so shout out to mc hammer man and much success to him shout out to uh cool rock man you know giving us you and your group the fat boys giving us wipe out and pharrell man another song that we played on this episode um happy and we're gonna go out to this one right here you can't touch this by mc hammer cool we'll be back next week man lesson five man it was good to do this one with you man let's get it yes sir Let's get it, yeah. So 360U, we out. Peace. See you next week. We out. Peace. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my my music touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know. Can't touch this. Look at my eyes, man. Can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Fresh new kicks and bands, You got it like that, now you know you want to dance. So move out of your seat and get